What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Denny Van here, your host with Heartfelt Awakening Radio, and we are continuing our Neville Goddard lecture series. So thank you so much for your responses. And just a little bit about myself. I am a Reverend Doctor. I've been a spiritual counselor for about 30 years. And ever since the diagnosis that I received of cancer back in 2001, my journey really became a spiritual journey because I was given the option to have chemotherapy, radiation, radioactive dye, and all those tests and blah, blah, blah and to live, to survive and beat cancer, I said no to that. And I was told that I would be dead in two years. So this year I'm gonna be celebrating 19 years. And one thing that really has gotten me through on my spiritual path is teachers like Neville Goddard. And he was around, um, I think he passed when I was um, still in diapers, maybe. I'm not sure, but I was very little when he passed. But his words and his lectures and the work that he's done has really had an impact in my life. I went through a time where I said no to Christianity, to the organized religion part, the parts that, that's kind of run by man. And when the man says, God said, it's really the man. However, the Bible itself has taken on a new meaning. And teachers like Neville Goddard has helped me accept the living Bible. It's alive in me right now. It's not a book of, you know, Jesus the man, Moses the man. These are all archetypes within me, and I get to choose. And then today's lecture is really about you cannot separate the dreamer from God. And so as I look back in time that day that I was given that diagnosis of a very fast spreading form of cancer, today it feels like that was a dream. And it was a time and space and it was in God and it was from God. So you cannot separate the dreamer from God. I'm going to be doing some commentary. I will try and remember to say, hey, Danny talking here. Um, and you can always get the uh, download. You can always get the lecture itself. We do leave a link in the description so that you can download the lecture itself. This lecture from Neville Goddard was given on November 24th, 1969. And it's called A Movement of Mind. And so the title of today's podcast is you cannot separate the dreamer from God. 
And Neville Goddard's lecture, A Movement of Mind, gets into this a little bit. It's like, are we the dreamer? Are we in the dream? Is God dreaming us? Are we dreaming God? And so a lot of times these questions kind of float around in our head. And Neville explains it through scripture. He goes along when he starts this lecture, A Movement of Mind. In the 33rd chapter of the book of Job, we are told that God speaks to man in two ways, but man does not perceive them. It is said, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while they slumber on their beds, he opens the ears of men and seals their instructions. So Denny here adding, I talk with many, many um, people who are empaths and energy workers. They talk about receiving downloads and all of a sudden they'll wake up in the morning and just start writing and they'll have this like magnificent writing. Yes, we are receiving these downloads because it says right in the Bible, in the book of Job, how God communicates with man. So it's during your deep sleep. And Neville goes on. Tell that to a psychiatrist, and because he separates the dreamer from God, he will tell you that all dreams come from the individual dreamer and not from God. But I tell you, God's eternal name is I Am. And if I asked, who is dreaming the dream, would the individual not say, I Am? Are we not told? that that is God's name forever and ever? You cannot separate the dreamer from God and all dreams proceed from him. Some are simple and need no interpretation while others are revealed in a symbolic language and need an interpreter as told us in the story of Joseph. His true identity is revealed when he looked into the faces of those who had had a dream and saw they were disturbed. For he said, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dream. Then he interpreted the dreams of the butler, the baker, and even Pharaoh himself. And they all came to pass just as he had said they would. Now, if only God can interpret a dream, why tell Joseph? Because he is a personification of God. His name was changed from Joseph, meaning salvation, to Joshua, which means Jehovah is salvation. Now, back in 1954, I awoke from a dream hearing these words. You do not move in waking any more than you move on your bed in sleep. It is all a movement of mind. The intensity is determined by the strength of the vortex you create, which is just like a whirlwind with a center of perfect stillness. So Denny here. This is so vital right here, this one sentence where he says, the intensity is determined by the strength of the vortex you create. So that means you're in charge of how much intensity you give it. However, it's just like the whirlwind with a center of perfect stillness. 
and you are both. You are the whirlwind and you are the stillness. And he goes on to say, only you believe that you are moving when you are awake, as you think you move in sleep. Well, I am a rational being and reason could not accept that statement, but I wrote it down and placed it in my Bible to await further revelation. So Denny here, so this is why it's important you have a dream, write it down. You might not know what it means, you might not know how to interpret it, but this is validation that God is communicating to you through your dreams, that you did receive a download, and then the scripts that you download did play out in the game of, or in the stage of life, if you will, all the world is a stage. So many of us feel when we get these downloads. He goes on to say, psychiatrists would say this message came from me. I will not deny that, but I do know that it came from a depth of my being, which my rational mind does not reach. So Danny here, this is really important. Our rational mind doesn't reach these deep, deep parts of us. This is why God opens up to us while we're in a deep sleep because our mind is out of the way. Because he says right here, the rational mind does not reach it. He goes on to say, today our three astronauts returned from a a trip of half a million miles. You and I came here tonight in our cars, and throughout my lifetime, I have traveled all over the world in ships and planes. And like Blake, in my dreams, I have traveled through a land of men, a land of men and women, too. I heard and seen such dreadful things as cold earth wanderers never knew. We have all traveled, yet I know what I heard and wrote down. I know that I have traveled in my dreams, and yet I know I have not physically left my room. For when I awoke in the morning, I was still on the bed upon which I fell asleep. So I ask you, is this waking state no more than a dream? Is there a dreamer in the depths of my being who looks upon this world as a dream, just as I who, having gone to a little lower of the dream at night, awake to find I haven't left my bed at dawn. And he goes on to say, Paul tells us that we are born anew through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I remember that night, for I felt myself waking from a deep, deep sleep, feeling a vibration which, although centered in my head, it seemed to be coming from without. Then I awoke within a sepulcher, the skull in which I was buried, to come out to find all of the symbolism of the Christian mystery surrounding me. So Denny here, this is when you wake up, you understand you're not just your head. And when you understand you're not just your body, you're not just this head, you're not a slave to time. 
all of a sudden you're no longer in your head, but you're resurrected, if you will, to the larger unseen part of me. And this is the mystery surrounding us. And he goes on to say, I saw the infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and the three witnesses to the event, although unseen, as I was spirit, the witnesses spoke of me as the father of the child, the sign that my savior was born, fulfilling scripture. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find a child wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. That night I awoke from a far deeper level of my being to find the symbolism of my waking from the dream of life. Just as day after day, I wake from the dream of the night. So could it be that the revelation I heard back in 1954 is literally true? Reason questions it, reason doubts it, and reason rejects it. So if the vision is true, then reason is rejecting Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ defines himself as the truth, saying, I am the truth. If the revelation is true and reason rejects it, is not reason Satan the doubting one? This statement cannot be logically proved. It's truth must be experienced. So Denny here, a lot of us may be telling our experiences of how we experienced awakening and all of us might be able to listen in, but we, if we haven't experienced this within ourselves, it's not yet truth. And Neville goes on to say, I had completely forgotten it until I discovered my note today while looking in my interpreter's Bible. And there it was. The note I wrote on the 28th day of November, 1954. You do not move in waking any more than you move on your bed in sleep. It is all a movement of mind. The intensity is determined by the strength of the vortex you create, which is just like a whirlwind with a center of perfect stillness. You only believe that you are moving when you are awake, as you think you move in sleep. So scripture speaks of two ages, this age of darkness and decay, and that age of light and eternal life. This age is one of motion and violence, turbulence and storms, as the dreamer in men is sound asleep and does not know that he is God. In the 44th Psalm, however, he, he is urged to rouse thyself while sleepest thou, O Lord, Awake, do not cast us off forever. While occupying his dream, God has the sensation of travel, motion, and violence. But when he awakes, he will find himself in the 
sepulchre, the skull of man, where he deliberately laid himself down to sleep and was buried. God crucified himself on the cross of man and is dreaming this dream of life so that man may become God. And so Danny here, you know, he talks about the crucifix and the cross. Well, our human flesh, the my meat suit, it is the living cross. And the one occupying this has been birthed and opened up and knows that this human is also the being and that being is a piece of God within the human and is activated. Neville goes on to say, now I want to clarify a few points. In the book of John, this statement is made. His voice you have never heard. His form you have never seen. Neither does his word abide in you because you do not believe him whom he has sent. Many of you have completely accepted the fact that I have been sent. You believe me when I tell you that I stood in the presence of the risen Lord who embraced me and I became one with. Having been incorporated into the body of love, Almighty God sent me to tell my experience. Having accepted my words, many of you have had a sexual experience with me in vision and have interpreted this to be a physical experience on this level, but it is not as this is a shadow world. Your acceptance brought about this union, yet I, the speaker, am totally unaware of it. The true story of Christ, which I have brought you, has now been made alive in you. It will erupt in time, and your experience of scripture will be identical to mine. So many of us, you know, as we have these experiences, our, our experiences are individual, but when we apply it to scripture and make it sacred, all of our experiences are the same. We have this expanding, knowing, intuition, love, bliss, and we all share these same experiences. And Neville goes on to say, the males who have completely accepted my words will not experience a sexual act, but an embrace. Wearing the body of the risen Lord, who is infinite love and with whom I am now one, you will see my face. You will be asked to name the greatest thing in the world. And as though divinely inspired, you will quote the words of Paul saying, faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. I will embrace you and you will fuse with the one body of the risen Lord. And he who is united with the Lord becomes one spirit in him. So this is something that you must experience. It has to be experienced, this fusion with the Lord. And it, for me, it was literally feeling like 
I was opening up my angel wings and I activated this part of me and it activated my heart, my mind and heart were in unity. I felt that space of coherence. And Neville Goddard is saying that the Bible explains the whole process. We think it's a story of facts, but really it's an allegory of our experience. And Neville goes on to say, all of these are symbols telling you that having believed him whom he sent, you will hear his voice and see his form as his word is now abiding in you. It's a complete break with the past. As told in the first words, the risen Lord spoke of the book of Mark, repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel is the good news that man is not lost, that scripture is not secular history, but divine history, which was plotted and planned before we came out from the Father and came into this world to enter our own creation and play all the parts. So again, you know, we talk about the human being, the human being part, the human part of me is all the parts. It's the human, it's the woman, it's the wife, it's the mother, it's the teacher, it's the this, it's the that. But there is another part of us that plays all of these parts. This is the larger unseen part, the part that is the Lord within you. And Neville goes on to say, it is God who awakes in you one man containing all fell into diversity as told us in the 82nd psalm i say you are god's sons of the most high all of you nevertheless you shall die like men and fall as one man O princes i have quoted the revised standard version in the marginal setup which is the true translation of the Hebrew. It takes all the sons who fell to form God the Father. So we are gathered together one by one into the same body which fell into humanity. And from humanity, God extracts himself individually because we are all so unique. No one can be duplicated or lost because God is buried in all and God is redeeming himself. Today I watched the exciting touchdown of the astronauts who had traveled to the moon and back. Then I reread what I have written back in 1954. You do not move in waking any more than you do on your bed in sleep. Now, reason could not accept that statement. I saw the astronauts return. We have a record of their journey of a half a million miles. Yet, did they move? Well, I must confess that I have traveled in my dreams, as I am sure you have, yet we always wake on our bed in the morning, do we not? Could there be a dreamer far deeper than the one who is dreaming this seeming waking state? And when he awakes from the dream of life, 
would he not look upon it as you would look upon the dream of the night? I know that when I awoke from within, I realized that I had been there for unnumbered centuries, dreaming violence, love, hate, concopacine, and pain, dreaming everything to be real. Just as I did in any dream, I awoke to discover that I had been in the skull for centuries, dreaming I was a man walking the earth, dying, being restored to life to die again. This I continue to do until that moment in time when I awoke in Golgotha, the sepulcher where I was buried in the beginning of time. That's my Calvary. I seem to move here. I get up and shave in the morning, bathe, eat, make an effort to earn a dollar to pay the rent and do all sorts of things. Yet it's all a dream, a dream with a purpose. God limited himself to the limit of contraction and opacity called man and began to dream this world into being. Now believing himself to be you, you can dream noble dreams or ignoble ones. I urge you to dream noble dreams because when you know you are the dreamer, you can make all of your dreams come true. A dream is a very fluid state. Knowing what you want to dream, bring your inner circle of friends before your mind's eye and allow them to see you as you want to be seen. When you are self-persuaded, this is now a fact. Relax in the vision's gestation period. There is an interval of time between imagination and birth. This is Denny chiming in here. This is very, very important because he set the pattern here. First of all, in your mind's eye, make it very real. People are treating you as if you're already there. So right in your mind's eye, have them see you as you want to be seen. So you're getting a very clear picture. And then you you're self-persuaded. This is now a fact. So now you relax into the fact of your dream. And then he's telling you there is a gestation period between birth inside the kingdom of the heavens within and then manifesting in the three-dimensional world, in our sensory world. And Neville goes on to say, having seen the expressions on their faces and heard the sound of their voices, break the spell and wait for that impregnation to take place in the world of dreams while you live in the world of Caesar awaiting its coming. So the world of dreams is the internal world. The world of Caesar is the material world. That's what that means, the world of Caesar, our five sensory 3D realm, when things finally, it takes a moment, takes some time, but then it will manifest in the world of Caesar. He goes on to say, I have told you that the story of Jesus Christ has unfolded itself within me. What I shared with you tonight is not recorded in scripture, but in the very last verse of the 21st chapter of John, he makes this statement. 
Many other things Jesus did, which are not recorded here, were every one of them to be written, the world itself could not contain the books. There is no need to record the words which were revealed to me. So it does fit in with the very last verse of the epilogue of John, for John ends on the 20th verse, and the 21st verse is the epilogue. All of these things happened and many more, but only these were recorded that you may believe. So yeah, everything comes from God, but we can't put everything in the Bible. And if we come from the place, well, it's not written in the Bible. You know, that's what Neville is saying is that it would take a whole world to contain everything that Jesus has done. And again, we might be thinking of the man Jesus, that's impossible. But we're thinking of Jesus Christ and Christ consciousness, everything is possible. And he goes on to say, thank you for sharing your visions with me as they are showing me that you have completely accepted the story as I have told it. I have shared with you the true story of Jesus Christ. Over the centuries, barnacles have gathered around the ship. Men, in the interest of their own doctrines, have added to the scriptures. In spite of the warnings not to add or take from the words of the prophecies of the Bible, men have added too, to support their own traditions and convictions. When the original text was written, the one who had the vision simply recorded it. He did not understand it, but wrote it down, as I did, knowing a greater revelation would come. I could not understand what I heard in 1954, but in 1959, I knew its truth, for I awoke from a profound dream to discover that I was not on my bed, but in my skull and completely alone. I came out of my skull to find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and the witnesses to the event. Seeing the babe, they witnessed the sign of my spiritual birth, but they could not see me as having been born of the spirit. I am spirit. Well, they, not yet born of spirit, are flesh. I didn't bring forth a little baby. The child is but a sign that God is born. Having begotten himself, he brings forth that which he buried in humanity. For God is redeeming himself as there is only God in the universe. So when he, this is Denny here, so when he awoken, the God spark within him awoken, and that God spark is in every single one of us. And when that God spark lights up within, it's an internal experience. You look the same to everybody on the outside. And to you, everybody on the outside is basically attached to their body and to their flesh, and this world is all about 3D. But when you make that shift, you realize this world is the dream. And Neville goes on to say, the Bible hasn't a thing to do with any morals as the pulpits teach. It makes no attempt to change the world as it is a schoolhouse. You don't turn a schoolroom into a home. 
This is a school of educated darkness where we travel towards the light. Scripture does not attempt to change things. Rather, it urges all to render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. So Denny here, so we talk about this shift and um, this awakening. Many of us are trying to fix ourselves, to change something about us. But even Neville is saying that, you know, the Bible is not here to change you. It's not there to teach you or to change the world. It's there to educate you toward the light, to show you that there's darkness, but always move towards the light. And Neville goes on to say, to try to make this world a nice, sweet little place in which all are happy and have enough to eat and drink is fine. But that hasn't a thing to do with the mystery of Christ, where there is no struggle, no effort would be made to awaken from the dream of life. Rather, the sleeper would fall deeper into sleep. So let them march along, telling the world how to become good and kind. It's all nonsense. For as long as man wears the garment of the animal, he must express it. So Denny here, as long as we have on our meat suit, as long as we're here in human form as a mind energy being, we must express it just as the animal kingdoms do. And Neville goes on to say, taking from himself the heart and mind of love, God took it upon himself, the body, heart, and mind of the animal, as told us in the fourth chapter of Daniel. This is an animal world, but while in this world of violence, Jesus Christ awakes to discover it was only a dream. Were it not that Jesus Christ was in you, you could not breathe, for your very breath is his life. The day will come when you will awake to know this to be true. For David, the sum total of all the experiences you have had in your dream of being man will stand before you and call you father. Then you will fulfill the 89th Psalm knowing, I have found David. He has cried unto me, thou art my father, O God, and the rock of my salvation. Having played all the parts of man, humanity, fused into a single youth, reveals your godhood. So you become a light being. You're, you're, uh, you are reborn in the spirit in Christ consciousness. And um, it's, an, it's all an internal experience. So the world will look at you and you will not have changed at all. But it's all an internal experience. And Neville goes on to say, as the father, you will know that your son has always done your will, for you will have found in David, the son of Jesse, which is I am, one who has done all your will. You, the father, dreamed it, and you, the son, played all the parts. And when the play is over, you awake and come out of Golgotha to be born from above. Peter tells us we are born anew 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. While the world worships him as someone coming from without, you will find him rising from within, not as another, but as your very self, the dreamer of life. The great poet Shelley saw it so clearly when he said, he has awakened from the dream of life. Tis we who lost in stormy visions, keep the phantoms an unprofitable strife. That's what the world is doing, fighting self-created phantoms. The world is yourself pushed out and you are in conflict with yourself until that day when an unearthly wind possesses you and you awake in your skull with the consuming desire to get out. With your innate knowledge, you will push the base of your skull and something will move. Then you will come out just as a child comes out of the womb of a woman. But this time you are being born, not from below, but from above, from the skull of self. The word anothen is translated from above. When Pilate said, do you not know that I have the power to crucify you or the power to set you free? The risen Lord replies, you have no power over me unless it were given to you from above. Here, the same word, anothen, the power to kill or make alive comes from within. Everything is taking place from within. Having fallen into a profound sleep, you are the Lord Jesus Christ, dreaming the dream of life. And because there is only one being, everyone will awaken as Jesus, for everything else will vanish and leave Jesus only. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the holy wind. When the wind possesses you, you awake within yourself. Only then will you know you are the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let us go into silence. Denny Van here. So yeah, thank you for joining me for a movement of mind. So is, is it movement? And are we still kind of maybe sleeping somewhere having a dream? Or is God sound asleep somewhere having a dream? These are questions. But one thing that we know for sure, and Neville Goddard brought it out, is that the, the rational mind doesn't understand it. He says the rational mind does not reach it. It doesn't understand what's going on. So this is an internal kingdom of the heavens, expansive, beautiful, unlimited, timelessness, no thing. There's absolutely nothing here. But the feeling is just blissful. Everything, all things, no things, opening, expanding, not aware of where your physicalness ends and this 
expanding ends. It's endless. So as you become more and more connected to this, you realize you cannot separate the dreamer from God. This is a very powerful healing space to be, and I help you accelerate your personal and spiritual development and bringing you these lectures to say, you know, this teacher is from the 1950s and 60s. He's no longer with us physically, but these words are even more alive now than they ever have been before. So if these are touching you, you're enjoying these, you want to hear more of these, you have some suggestions for how we can get these to you because I love getting in the commentary and I love when, I, when I'm able to expand on something that touched me and open up and my intention is to spark that peace of God within you and so you can find that rebirth or that birth from above, opening up the skull, opening up connection to God and all that is. You already are it. So with that said, thank you for listening to Heartfelt Awakening Radio. And I look forward to you being with me on the next show. And in the meantime, be sure to like, comment, give us a review, subscribe, and share. We want to share this information with those who are on the spiritual path, and we want to springboard off this knowledge we already have into a space of expanding, um, finding that inner vortex that we create in this whirlwind with the center of perfect stillness. While all of this movement is happening, we are perfectly still, centered, and connected with the God, the spark of God within us. All right, so thank you so much and um, blessings to you. Keep being amazing. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.